This episode of IREM Today is brought to you by ARS Restoration, here when you need expert help with fire, flood, and water damage repair the most. To consult with ARS Restoration specialists, please call 401-722-9595 or visit them online at arsserve.com. The following paid program is furnished by the Institute of Real Estate Management, Rhode Island Chapter 88. It is for basic entertainment and informational purposes only and is solely responsible for its content. It does not necessarily reflect the views of Cumulus Media, its management, or its staff. This is IREM Today, the Property Management Show, with your hosts, Chrissy Dinalian and Rod Santagata on AM790 WPRV. Join them now for this live call-in show to discuss property management issues and hear from guests from all trades and programs discussing your real estate needs. Now, here's Chrissy and Rod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to IREM Today, the Property Management Show here on AM790. Today is Tuesday, November 20th, 2018. I'm Chrissy Denalian here in the studio with my co host, Rod Santagata. I'm back. You're back. I'm back. I, I missed you. Oh, thanks. I missed I did. I missed being here. I missed you. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know what happened. I mean I, I was sitting here and then I had Jack come in. Um, which he's he's coming in the studio right Jack now. Jeff. Jack just popped in now. Yeah, so um what did you do last week? Last week, I took a great vacation to the Cape. Wow. Um, drove home from the Cape, emptied the car, loaded it back up, and then headed up to Maine for a oh. pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving with the family up in Maine. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. So what are you going to do for actual Thanksgiving then? Uh, I'll have Thanksgiving Thursday with my in-laws. That sounds fun. Yes, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of booze. Uh, and you went to uh, you went to our the industry partner night, right? Yes, I For did. Irem? Yes, I did. It was a great night. Uh, met all the uh, the partners. They were very helpful. I asked them advice. They don't even work for my property, and they were giving me advice on some problems that I had. Um, hmm. And at the end of the night, we all the. Uh, attendees received a swag bag which i know you've been dying about the swag bag the last three weeks we've been hearing about the swag bag What's i can't swag bag? oh oh jack benz jack benz you're back i'm here nice to see you yeah not jack's all back. There, somebody jack's back. some people think i'm not all there but jack's back jack's back i can be but i brought us i brought a swag bag in i didn't even open my swag bag i i told karen i would open it on the show should we stay tuned to open it, or should stay, we open it stay now? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, Jack, Jack's already, he's like, get stay off tuned. the air. Get I got things to talk about. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want you talking anymore. Jack's I got things to, go. to, I'm chomping at the bit right now to take over the show. Right. So. Uh, absolutely. I know you are. Hey. I know. Let it be said. <laughs> so, what is IRAM? What, what is IRAM? is IRAM? IRAM stands for what? The Institute <laughs> of Real Estate Management. Yes, and we are the most professional group in the world for managing real estate. The um, most. You can give us a call here today in the studio at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 if you have any questions about Rod's vacation, about a sneak peek on the swag bag, about Jack just popping in the studio whenever, right. whatever. With a, with a special guest. I know. Yes, Absolutely. we have. I've been. I've been holding that back. I know it. I I've been holding tell. it back. I could tell right away. Yeah. So we do have uh, Congressman David Cicilline here in studio as well. Welcome. Thank you. It's great Welcome, to be back. Congressman. Thanks for having me. Yep. This is the second or third time for you, right? Yes. Congressman. Yes. Yeah. How many Very times good. is it for you, Jack? Oh God, I'm, I lost track. I should keep. I should keep <laughs> a tally. I should just like write it on the wall. <laughs> write it on the wall. <laughs> like notches on the wall. You know? Notches on the wall. Anyway. 
Uh, we have David Cicilline here, yes. Congressman David Cicilline here. Yes, and I know that you uh, you really want to get to some yes. of these questions. Yes. So big, I guess we can... Memo there the big, thick memo. Congressman, we have a few things there. Just a few things. I'm sure you're up I'll to bring it. You. I'll first bring you a clean First of all, uh, I want to congratulate you on the uh, your recent re-election. Thank you very right. much. And, uh, and thank you for being here on My the show. Pleasure. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Uh, uh, my first question to you is... What do you think about the re-election of Nancy Pelosi as the speaker? I was just speaking to Leader Pelosi, actually. Um, oh. Funny you should mention it. No, I, I, think, so. uh, I think, of course, right now she's the only declared candidate for speaker. Right. My guess is that she will get the votes to be speaker. Um, you know, she brought us into the majority. She's obviously a very skilled legislator. She has traveled the country. Uh, we have had the largest pickup of Democratic seats in a generation. 30-some, right? Uh, yeah, I think we're close to 38. It might go as high as 40. I was close. You were close. Um, and, you know, she was a very effective speaker, and she's the only declared candidate. I know there's a couple of folks that sort of think we need some new people, so we'll have those leadership elections on November 28th, but I expect that she'll be elected Speaker of the House. No, thank you. A couple of things that are near and dear to my heart, and you and I have talked about them before, is the cost of drugs in the U.S. There was a uh, uh, That's TV near and show, dear to your heart, Near and dear to my Jack? heart. Yeah, it is. I don't think, I don't think that's heart near and dear to your heart. It keeps my heart ticking right now. <laughs> that's why it's near and dear to my heart. And there was a show on 60 Minutes this past weekend that shows that some of the drugs that, that knock on, I guess, is the uh, drug that brings people back to life after they've uh, somehow overdosed. Uh, going up over five hundred percent from somewhere around I think it's one hundred and fifty bucks to four thousand dollars. Yeah, this uh, is a very very big issue in this country. We spend we we pay the highest prices for prescription drugs uh, almost of any country in the world, and part of the reason is because in most other developed countries, prescription drug prices are set. You know, they look at what's the value of the drug, what does it cost to produce the drug, and they set reasonable prices. The United States is the only place where drug companies can set whatever price they want. So they can buy a company or buy a drug and then jack up the price a thousand percent. There's no limitation on their ability to do that. And so Democrats actually ran in this election cycle. Our very first priority in the agenda that we developed was doing everything we can to drive down the cost of health care and particularly focused on driving down the cost of prescription drugs. We have legislation to do it. It will allow the government to negotiate discounted prices in the purchase of drugs through the Medicare program. It'll bring more transparency to what it costs to produce particular drugs, and it will prevent gouging so that companies can't just jack up their prices. But this is an example of what happens when the kind of corrupting influence of money in our political system. These big drug companies spend lots of money on campaigns, make lots of money in campaign donations, and they, they and get their way also. in Washington. A lot of lobbying. Yeah, and we have to... We have to really do something about the rising cost of prescription drugs. It's one of the leading drivers of the increase in health care costs. We've got a plan to drive them down, and when Democrats take back the House, we can move forward on that. Sounds like a plan. It's a I plan. like a plan. Okay. A uh, couple of things along the same area, but kind of off on a different tangent, is the uh, I know the president's been negotiating with a friend in North Korea. Uh, I, you and I have talked about that also in the past, and is that a fool's 
mesh, mission trying to get them to denuclearize. Well, I mean, it's that, not a foolish mission. I mean, this is a very serious threat to the stability of the world and to the national security interests of the United States. We have got to prevent the North Koreans from continuing in their nuclear program. What is dangerous is the president's suggestion that, you know, he solved the problem and, you know, they're, sw they're great friends now and everything's fine. They are continuing, in fact, to proceed with their nuclear program. We have not been successful in stopping the program. And what the president should be doing is leading the charge to continue to keep together an international coalition to continue to put as much pressure as possible to isolate the North Koreans, to keep the sanctions in place, to really force them to the negotiating table so they'll give up their nuclear program. But suggesting the problem has been solved already is a big mistake. As I understand, they're still building up their arsenal. That's right. All right. Uh, they've in actually increased, based on what I've seen on TV, which is Correct. you probably know a lot more than no, I do. No, I think do. that's right. They have increased so, the pace and increased their program. And, and it seems that the uh, sanctions have not had any effect. I don't want to say any effect, but might have limited effect on what their mindset is. So I uh, shouldn't we crank up the... Absolutely. And we have to keep the pressure on the Chinese because they're really the only party that has the ability to really change the conduct of the North Koreans. They rely on the Chinese for a lot of their security, for a lot of their economic uh, activity. So we've got to keep the pressure on the Chinese as well. well with the Chinese, we seem to be somewhat of a trade war with the Chinese. Yeah, so and the how Chinese, do we get I mean, them to work with Yeah, us? I, I mean, the Chinese are in a complicated position because they want... You know, they want the—they the North. They don't want North Korea to have a nuclear program. On the other hand, they don't want to see the collapse of the North Korean regime because their greatest fear is a unified Korean peninsula that will be aligned with the United States. So the Chinese want just enough uh, uh, tension to keep the status quo. The North Koreans keep separate from the South Koreans. They're not aligned with the United States, and they prefer that. Their greatest fear is if there is a— too much pressure put on the North Korean regime, and they topple, and that regime falls, and the South Koreans and North Koreans unite and are aligned with the United States, that's right on the Chinese border. They do not want that. So they sort of have to calibrate this in a way that basically keeps the status quo. We have to force them to change the calculation and understand that they're better off with a denuclearized North Korea. Do you think, do you think we have enough leverage on the Chinese? I pick up my uh, T-shirt or I pick up a piece of clothing or I pick up uh, something like that fan over there sitting over there look underneath it says made in China 99% of the stuff that I pick up lately is made in China yeah. so if we cut off some of the stuff uh, even raise the tariffs all right it's going to have a devastating effects to somewhat on their population yeah I mean this is a very tricky situation I mean a trade war in a trade war, that, despite what the president says, there are no winners. Mm. But you're right. We're trying very hard to rebuild American manufacturing. We need trading policies and trade agreements that are fair, that protect American workers, American jobs, American companies, and give us a level playing field. Um, it's, as you point out, it's very difficult sometimes to find stuff made in America mm. because so much of it is made in China. But the Chinese need the American market. I mean, you know, we people like to buy cheap goods in the U.S., but they need the customers. So we're dependent on each other, and we ought to be able to have trade rules that uh, are fair to both parties and that don't result in the significant offshoring of American jobs. And not only that, with a... With a I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I'm sorry. Break? I know I'm that sorry. we need. I I'm know sorry. that you have a lot to get to. I know you want to talk about interest rates and and 
what is right. it, workplace force, workplace, housing. workforce housing. We have a lot to get to, uh, but we do have to take a quick break. Yes, we do. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Iram Today, the property management show. Right. <laughs> Welcome back, Jack. Welcome yep. back, Jack. Jack is back. Yep. And Congressman Again. David Cicilline. And I know that you had a couple of topics that we still need to cover. Still, absolutely. We have a few topics we need to cover. One uh, is an FFB program, which is a financing program for affordable housing. And it is probably one of the most uh, useful programs that we have relative to financing uh, affordable housing and refinancing and refinancing it. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to sunset at the end of December. Uh, and it, this program has an effect in so much as it puts less of a burden on the federal government and puts more of a burden on the states, state housing finance agencies. Uh, I don't know if, uh, with all due respect, I don't know if you signed on to the program or didn't sign. I think you did. All right. Uh, and what is the uh, process and probability that it's going to be extended beyond December 31st, 2019. Well, I think the likelihood is 19. that it, it's likely to be reauthorized uh, for exactly the reason you just described. It's a very successful program and a really good financing model. And I think we have a really serious housing shortage in this country. We have a particularly serious housing shortage here in Rhode Island. We need to produce more housing, mm -hmm. both public housing, affordable housing, market rate housing. We just need more housing units. And this is a problem in, throughout the country. Senior housing is another issue. We haven't built new senior housing in a very long time and added to the inventory. And this is, continues to be a very big challenge for Rhode Island families, for Rhode Island seniors, for Rhode Island veterans. W the federal government has to m substantially increase its investment in the production of affordable housing. Well, I think uh, the problem with building new housing is because of the increased cost, the significant cost. And unless there's some soft money from somewhere, the feds, mm -hmm. you guys, you're in charge now of at least one house. And I think that from the standpoint of Rhode Island thinking with regard to affordable housing, the state doesn't give the state agency any money at all. So they're relying on federal funds and through this FFP program and other resources. Otherwise, we, we don't have any money to do, right. and we're shortaged. Right. Over the next 10 years, it looks like we need about 30,000 units, right. and last year, I think we built like about 500. Right. But I do the math. I mean, I think Rhode Island, you know, I think most states actually have a longer history of investing state resources in the production of affordable housing. Mm -hmm. We rely on these statewide bonds every few years, and really what we're suffering from is the consequences of not for a kind of prolonged period of time, made a real investment of state resources in the production of affordable housing. And we really need to do that. It needs to be a budget item. You know, the federal government brings resources to the table. The state needs to do the same if we're going to really address this housing shortage in our state. Because otherwise, we're going to be so short that it's going to be ridiculous. And it's just driving up the cost to where families just can't afford it. I know. I just received a, uh, a massive book from Housing Resource Rhode Island indicating uh, how many units we need and what the rental per unit is. $1,300 a month for a unit with somebody making $55,000 a year, a family of three or four, in no way, shape, or form can afford to pay $1,300 a month unless they're eating baked beans and, uh, if they're real lucky, hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there is some, there's got to be some political will somewhere yep. that's going to be able and capable of finding the resources and there's so many regulations 
Davis Bacon, which is a very expensive way to build houses and build buildings. So there's got to be some kind of a, I don't know, some kind of a, uh, how should I say, balance, all right, between the two. Davis Bacon, I know you guys on the Democratic side are always in favor of David ba- Davis well, Bacon. Well, I mean, we want to be sure that when there's economic prosperity that it's shared by everyone, and we want folks who are in the building trades and, and doing the construction to earn good wages and benefits because the best way you can grow the economy is for working families to have increases in their income to create the demand to buy the goods and services business produces. So right. that's sort of our economic theory and, and making sure folks, middle-class families, have more money in their pockets is really the path to economic growth. Well, I don't know how this works in the in the House or the Senate, uh, in, the, uh, in the legislative system, but I think if we had some kind of a modification of the Davis-Bacon laws relating to housing, I think uh, I'd like you specifically to look at how can we modify the Davis-Bacon Wage Act to uh, kind of carve out some part of that to affordable housing, but or is I, that, I think, is that no, impossible? I, mean, I, I don't that think it's fair to ask the people who are building housing to bear the burden of the cost of the housing. We ought to just be increasing the federal investment in the f- production of affordable housing. And I'm that ought to be a public responsibility rather than making the kind of people in the building trades who are doing the work bear that cost. But I think you're going to see Democrats in the House substantially increase both the tax uh, provisions that produce affordable housing, make them more generous so we can create more, as well as really plussing up the federal housing programs. Now we'll have to you know, work with the Senate to see where we can reach common ground on this. But I think this shouldn't be a Republican or Democratic issue. The lack of affordable housing and the, the lack of housing units is a real problem, not only here in Rhode Island, but all across this country, in Republican districts, in Democratic districts. All over the country. rural, urban, suburban. So hopefully we can come together in a bipartisan way and really increase uh, the investment in the production of housing in this so country. So I assume we're going to have, at some point in time, hopefully, the political will to not only fun- fund the the road programs, but other programs which might be necessary. It, it's a cost, so everybody's going to have to bear it yeah, together absolutely. and not individually. I think that's right. Which is another problem we have, which is going to increase over a period of time. We're, we're living in utopia right now with the interest rates. The interest rates start ratcheting up. That's another issue. Yes. Because that just compounds the labor issue. It compounds the Davis-Bacon issue. It compounds the mater- building materials Building materials, we, we can go back if you want to, to the uh, trade pr- trade issues yeah. with regard to. And you add to that the tax bill, which took away the deductions for state and local taxes. Mm-hmm. That makes housing even more expensive, so that's another challenge. Yeah, because it took away the interest the deduction. deduction on the uh, on any uh, any houses that you're paying tax on. Right. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's a conundrum, I think yeah. I call it. So, yeah. you know, uh, there's there's also been some bills proposed, and one of them, I'm talking about low-income housing tax credits, uh, the S-548 in the Senate, and uh, House 1661. All right, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with it, because you signed on to it. Yes. All right, and Senator Reid signed on to it, I believe, and Congressman Landry. These tax credits are very effective in, as you know, Mm -hmm. Mr. Benz, having... Yes, we've done a few. We've done yes, a few sir. in your yes, time. Yes, these are really yes. essential. Yes, sir. You know, these affordable housing projects always involve, like, cobbling together financing from a number of different sources, and these tax credits are really critical to that. And we finally got 
the 9% credits approved, but we didn't get in the House bill, 1661, we didn't get the uh, increase because it was a small state and we only get was it $2.61 or whatever for a per uh, resident, right. all right? And we didn't get that approved. Uh, when you go back to your constituents, could you possibly look at that so we Absolutely. can, if we can possibly get them to sign on to yeah, it? I think we have to- uh, Include it in the bill? Right. We have to be really um, aggressive in not only fighting for the resources, but thinking of new innovative ways to get more uh, housing produced in our state. And so, you know, speaking to folks who are in the housing development world about what are the obstacles, what are the barriers, what can we do to make it easier, I think is critical. Yeah, because we, the last time I think the bill was looked at was about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. right when uh, President Trump got elected. Yes, right. And that's been sitting dormant ever since, amongst other things. Yes. Because everything kind of stopped. It, from the standpoint of the president and the Congress and the Senate getting together, is there any hope, you think, there's going to be some I, kind of a compromise? I know the, the yeah, speaker. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I'm optimistic that we're actually going to be able to get a, a lot done. I mean, the American people gave Democrats the House because they want things to get done that will improve their lives. And Democrats ran on really three primary agenda items. One was driving down health care costs, particularly the cost of prescription drugs and protecting coverage for pre-existing conditions. The second was raising family incomes by specifically rebuilding the country, our roads, our bridges, our ports, our schools, uh, investing a trillion dollars to really rebuild the country. And the third uh, commitment was to take on the corrupting influence of money in our political system and get government working for the people again. All three of those issues are actually issues the president ran on. He mm -hmm. said he was going yes. to drive down the cost of prescription drugs. He said he was going to you know, have a big infrastructure bill, and he said he was going to drain the swamp. Now, he hasn't actually gotten any of those things done, but if he's serious that those are his priorities, he'll find Democrats willing to work with him to get those things done, and I think we'll be able to find colleagues on both sides of the aisle, in the House and the Senate. These are issues that matter to the American people. We ought to be able to find common ground, and we need to get things done. That's why people elected us. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, wait, oh, I'm sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. We got it. We got to break this filibuster. We just <laughs> we got to pay for the show. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Iron Today, the property management show. We'll be right back after this. Now back to Irem Today, the property management show on AM 790 WPRV. All right, it is 4:34 here on Irem Today, the property management show. I'm Christine Alien, along with my co-host Rod Santagata. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. I had to cut off Jack. He was just... Yep. We had to cut oh him off. Oh, my God. Yeah, again. I had to cut him off again. We're going to let on. you hijack our show for another five minutes, another Jack. Another five minutes. Oh, another okay. five <laughs> minutes. Go, Jack. We're go. On, we're on the road again. I uh, know. Well, when we left, uh, and we was talking off air, uh, talking about the president and the vitriol between some people in in the Congress, some people in the Senate, some people on his side. All right. Is there, You and I talk about this all the time. Bipartisanship sometimes is kind of lost in the arguments. Instead of some rational heads being uh, taken taken the forefront, it it gets to be like a uh, my way or the highway. You think that's going to change? Or we yeah, gonna, I mean, I got a shot at it. Or yeah, what? I mean, I think it's very important um, that people who are elected, whatever your political party is, that you 
are elected to represent the people who sent you to Washington, and they expect you to work together in a productive way and get things done that are going to improve their lives. And I think, you know, there have always been disagreements, you know, different political ideologies in Congress. I think what's different now is, you know, this idea of, like, if you disagree with me, you're— you know, stupid yeah. or a crook or a terrible person or my enemy. We don't want to deal with you. We don't like you hate know, we you. Have to, yeah. We have to learn, like, you can have disagreements with people on public policy and you can still find common ground. And it's called compromise, to, It's it? called compromise. And it's like a lot of folks that I work with now, It's they sort of think, like, if they don't get 100% of what they want, then they're going to, like, jam the thing up. And I always say, like, you never get 100% of what you want in anything in life. Like, life is about... Correct principled compromise. I often wonder how these people navigate a marriage or a friendship or a work relationship because I don't know of anybody who gets 100% of what they want all the time. I mean, you make principled compromises in your life all the time. We need people in government who understand, look, we're going to make progress toward a goal, but if we don't get everything we want, it doesn't mean don't do anything. You just make as much progress as you can. And I think if we had more people that understood compromise is not a dirty word, that that's how government works, that you come together and you find common ground and you make progress on an issue, and that's what the American people expect. That's on both sides of the aisle. Absolutely. So, absolutely, in, in your caucus and, and I think on, on the other side, I think they should kind of... I know you formed a couple of groups, all right, at one time. Yeah. You had a bowling group yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, there's a, lot more, there's a lot more bipartisanship than you see reported. I mean... On almost every major piece of legislation I've introduced, I find a Republican to co-lead it with me. I mean, you don't see that in a newspaper. That's not reported. People like to follow the fight and the disagreements and the rhetoric. But there's actually a lot of colleagues that work together on both sides of the aisle uh, on a lot of important issues. I want to know about this bowling group. I'm it, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you just, like, brought it up, and then it, it got quickly dismissed. But I one, just... thing, if it, one thing, as far as the press goes, if it bleeds, it leads. No, that's right. That's a classic statement. Right. So now we can go to your bowling group. No, Thank you. No, no, Thank you. I thought I was what you're referring again. to is the Common Ground Caucus, which <laughs> okay. is something I started when I first got there, and it was just a way to try to bring Republicans and Democrats together to try to build personal relationships so you could work on issues together. One last thing. Yes. All right. Is it's coming up? I think. This, correct me if I'm wrong. December fifteenth, the CR. Where mm-hmm. are we going to go with it? I mean, I'm sitting here saying, I got stuff in the pipeline to close. All right. Uh, we, uh, probably the middle of the end of December. Where are we with that? Are we going to have a, the president wants his wall? Yeah. I mean, we you have guys some funding pill? bills I mean, that need to. Mm. We have to fund the government. That actually, runs out of funding December seventh. Oh, seventh. I'm so sorry. We, oh, no, I'm wish it than really what I thought it was. No. Oh my god. And I think you know we have obviously have to work together to make sure we keep the government opening and funded. And um, I don't think it's in anyone's interest to have the government shut down. And I think the president is uh, talking a lot about the wall, but I think we'll be able to fund the government. Well, he's got half his wall now, doesn't he? A quarter of it or a third of it or something. Some so, so he can, you know, uh, stand on the, beside the wall and say, this is what we've done, and, yeah. and we'll, we'll pass the new spending bill right. so we won't have to close down the government and have a new CR. Right. All right, so that would be good. That would be, be excellent. I'd like to end it with one thing, Congressman. First of all, thank you. And the next thing is look at what we need for workforce housing. Absolutely. I think that is extremely important. You and I have been working on career in tech. I want to talk to you some more about that in the future. So, again, I want to thank you for being here. I know you got to go. Thank you for having me. Thank right. you and very much for coming on. Very happy thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. And, and the next Thanksgiving. time we'll, we'll keep you here for two, two hours. Okay. Thank you, Jack. <laughs>
Well, thanks again for coming. We really appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll get back into our Irem stuff oh. now. Oh, that's I, right. We have a show to do. We do. Javon, <laughs> did you know that we have a show? Jack? Jack. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with Irem, we actually offer like a couple of different designations through Irem, one being the ARM, the second being the CPM. Our ARM stands for? Uh, accredited real residential manager. And you're an ARM. That would be fine. I'm you're an, an ARM, ARM and a CPMC. So, oh, yep. Oh, soon to be a CPM soon without the C. Yes, yeah, so, and the CPM is what? A certified property manager. Yes, and we do offer a couple different designations. We're going to talk a little later. We are uh, offering a ARM course later, um, actually in January, I believe it is. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Is it January? Yeah, it's January. Yes. But I, what I really want to know, and I'm sure what all of our listeners are dying to know. Yes. What's in the swag yeah. bag? Oh, yeah. I'm so even curious. If you, if you are just tuning in now, uh, Rod went to our industry partner night, and he was talking about the swag bag for like three weeks. I don't even know. I mean, I've been. Well, because I didn't know what a swag bag was. <laughs> I don't but know now what, you're, a swag, what is a swag bag. But now you're swagging. Well, I received a swag bag at the end of the evening, and I promised Karen that I wouldn't open it until I returned back on the air. So I'm wow. going to So what did it. you get? Well, I want I didn't, I saw you pulled out a pen because your pen died. That's yes. So you got a pen from where? Pen. Oh, from Alliance Restoration. Yes. And this yes. is a huge bag, so yes. I gotta unwrap some things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. Yeah. Wow. It's like Christmas in here. Wow. It is like Christmas. This oh. is. Uh, you got a what? This is little organizer oh, kind little, of. Oh, yeah, notepad. Little, little notepad. Notepad from nope. Irem. Oh, this, but Irem it's like in a nice a, little yeah. leather case. Leather, yeah, a little leather uh, case for the notepad and a nice, very nice pen. Wow. Very nice pen. What I'll, else we got? What I'll, else? I'll we take had? the pen. <laughs> oh. Hijacks we... the show, stealing your swag bag. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Jack, you have to go to the the partners' <laughs> the night if you well, want a swag I, bag. Well, I explained to Chrissy why I didn't go because I had to go see my grandkids in Denver. Oh well, that's so, that's uh, a good reason. Miss, I had a choice. That's a good reason to miss the partner. Thank you. Thank you. Good reason. Uh, we uh, this looks like a oh this is and just in time this is an ice scraper for oh, your good. windshield. Good windshield of your car. Hopefully, you don't have to use it tonight. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> uh, oh, another notepad from Rempath from, from our Rempath. our friend Dina yeah. Dina Cimarelli. Very Dina nice. Cimarelli. Very nice. Oh, a koozie. A koozie. 24 Restore? What's a koozie? 24 re- a koozie. What a koozie. Job? You don't know what a koozie Jack. is, Jack? No, I have you no put, idea. You put a drink in it. Yeah, usually you oh. it keeps it cool. To keep your bottled water nice oh and cool. Yeah, your bottled water, sure. Boy, am I behind it's a bottled times. water. <laughs> Not really. Bottled water. Oh, a nice uh, New magnet. England Patriots uh, schedule magnet. Oh. Very nice. That's nice. That was from Alliance, too. Um, it's got a schedule on it? Yeah, it's yes, got a schedule, a schedule right on it. I think Jack might steal that from you too. Oh, oh <laughs> look at this! We yeah. got some flyers. I've been wanting one of these. The <laughs> uh, more notepads. Wow. More notepads. You can never have enough notepads. No, not in Another property notepad. management. No That's oh. for sure. Let's That's see. That's cool. That's kind of cool. One, two. That's kind of cool. You want that back? No. Uh, Three, Jack, stop four, stealing things. Five. <laughs> what are you counting? Six. Oh man, I won't have to buy pens. Pens. For All probably year? five years. <laughs> oh, one, two, three, four. They five, look like six. nice pens, too. Yeah. Yes, they're nice That's pens. Nice. Very wow. nice pens. Wow. Nice pens. What a swag bag. It is. Oh, and it's. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, flu season. Oh. You need that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Lotion. 
Nice. Lotion from Surf Pro. Is this lotion? Yeah, it's lotion. She stops by in my office oh, all the okay. time and drops <laughs> it off. All right, lotion. <laughs> You've uh, also got hand some hand sanitizer. Yeah. Well, I guess the partners think that Ira members have dirty hands. No, it's just that they shake a lot of hands. <laughs> we do shake a lot yeah. of hands. We shake a lot of hands in this business. Uh, so More flyers. Oh, oh, what do we have here? What is that? Oh, looks like uh, what is that? Uh, little treats. Some... Uh, Oh, peanut butter. Candy treats from uh, one of the partners. Twi Twix. And not to mention the bag itself, the swag bag itself. Nice bag. Hey, that's that's nice. nice that's good for traveling. Good for traveling. Good for Absolutely. going to the going to the beach. The market. Going to your going, boat. Going to the yeah boat. Going bag. to your boat. See so that? I'm looking through all of these things in your swag bag. I mean, quite a few of them are industry partners. So we have Twenty Four Restore. We have Surf Pro. We have Rent Path. We have Aaron Usher Photography. A lot of these people Liberty, have Liberty Roofing. Liberty Roofing. We, a lot of these people have already been on our show. But um, for those people that don't know what an industry partner is, can we, can we explain a little bit Absolutely. about an industry partner? Go for it. You've got the rest of the show. I, what? <laughs> there you Jack. Go. <laughs> Jack, so an industry partner is somebody that's um, that's part of IRAM. Friends of IRAM. Right? Well, Don't yeah, they used to be known. They used to be known, as, to be known as friends of Irem, yep. and now they're known as industry partners. So, uh, if they are involved with Irem, so Irem is the Institute of Real Estate Management, and anybody that's in property management is is usually involved in, in Irem in some way. Yep. If their company's reputable enough, I guess, and <laughs> right? They, and they probably do work for some of our. Uh, some of our sites, some yeah. of our management companies, yep. absolutely. So a lot of our industry partners get involved because, let's say, they want to uh, expand their portfolio or get involved um, maybe a little more with uh, different sites. Um, but they become an industry partner, and a part of that, they uh, are exposed to many other property managers, and they get to go to all of these events that we have. And we do have quite a few upcoming events that we're going to be talking about uh a little later in the show, and I know that Karen had just come out with a new calendar, correct? Yes, she did. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but the industry partner night—I mean, tell us a little bit about it, Rod. Yeah, what I happened? I know you had a good time, but um, it was—it was a a chance just to um, meet and greet all the partners. Where um, was it? It was at the eleven forty-nine. Forty-nine. It's a great yeah. venue. Very nice. Very, Very nice, nice venue. That food is great there. Yeah, excellent food. Um, Great conversation with all the vendors. How many people showed up to that? Do you recall? Oh, it was hundred standing room only. Uh, it'd have to be over a hundred then. Yes, at least because yeah. they they hold about hundred and fifty. Yeah, hundred and seventy-five in that in that back room there. Yes, it was in yeah. the back room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah. And do they all like talk or make speeches? Or? Yeah, they all. Yep. Um, they they would come up to the microphone after they were introduced. They'd give a little speech about what they offer, um, and then. After that was done, you could just mingle with everyone, and, and I grabbed yeah. a couple of the partners and talked to them about some problems I had on my property, and yep. they gave me some good advice. Yeah, and I know you had approached a couple of people maybe about our show, too, to get yes. them on the show, because I know that we've had quite a few of the industry partners, but maybe not all of them, so it would be nice to see some new, fresh faces right. in we, here as and well. We, and we also had some partners um, who would sponsor our show uh, for the upcoming... Oh yeah. Uh, next year. Uh, yeah. Upcoming year. Next yes, year, we yeah. had enough enough partners step good. forward to Excellent. sponsor sponsor the show. So Excellent. Yeah. We so a... we actually do need to take a quick break because when we come back we're gonna talk about some new upcoming events. Excellent. Maybe there might be a swag bag or two in those. Okay. You never know. 
We'll be back right after this. You're listening to IREM Today, the property management show. Now, back to IREM Today, the property management show on AM790 WPRV. All right, it is 449 here on IREM Today, the property management show. I'm Krista Canalian, along with my co-host, Rod Santagata. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. And how could I forget, we have Jack Benson studio. Jack is here. Jack, Jack is, is here. here. Jack's back. Jack's back. <laughs> Back. So before we left, we were talking a little bit about some different events. I know that you were commenting on our industry partner night, uh, which I didn't get a chance to go to, but you did right before your vacation. And then we had the, the I don't know, opportunity to watch you unveil all of your swag bag items. Yes. Swag bag. Yes. Glad cool. I, I'm glad I went. A lot, <laughs> of nice stuff. Yeah. a lot of nice stuff. I'm glad you saved that for us. Uh, but we <laughs> do have uh, a big event coming up, actually. Uh, Karen had actually, Karen Cuddle, our association executive, which if you have any questions about becoming an industry partner or attending any of the events, you can give her a call at 401-479-7734. Uh, she actually told us, she actually sent out an email today about the installation dinner because filling up quick and uh i think the last day to register i think is the 24th so um where is fifth of december that's right yes it's wednesday yeah. december 5th yes so mm-hmm. there's uh we're running out i can't believe it's almost <laughs> december which is kind of crazy um but i guess based off of the snow this past week it's not so crazy no for sure <laughs> uh so when is that what that we know that it's that, that that's december 5th but where is it rod it's at the crown plaza in warwick okay great venue we've great. had it there Another a couple of times venue. i think i think my first industry um i mean installation dinner was there I, I feel like maybe that was the first event i went to deja vu i know hmm. so uh this actually we do um there's there's different prices and oh they give a hotel ho- holiday party guest rate. Holiday so party. you don't have to drive home if you don't want to. Right oh, on a Wednesday right? night, get a little yes. wild. Stay at the <laughs> stay at the <laughs> Crown <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> get a little right? wild on a Wednesday night. Get you know, it's the beginning yeah. of yes. December. You know, it's okay. I can see that in the yes. uh, brochure that they sent. It's, it says it. Yeah. Hotel holiday party guest rate. Yep, and uh, usually oh. with the, with this one, they do ask that you bring a toy for a tot. As well, so we already have our toy. Um, I, yeah. I got the my Marines toy. will be there for toys for tots. Yeah, I got my yeah. toy this weekend too. So, a big fluffy my wife elephant. Has toy already, so she's. What uh, kind of toy do you have? I she does that. I don't get involved in mm. that because I make okay. a mistake and I'm all all done. You can't make a mistake yeah. on a toy. Oh yes, you can. Oh yes, you can. What? Oh yes, you can. Oh yeah. Yes, you can. Did you get your toy? Husbands cannot I buy don't anything. Buy but it's not even for anybody you know. <laughs> it's no, for we were, we were, a, a child in need. We were talking to David, uh, the congressman, a little while ago about uh, uh, bipartisanship and, and getting along. All right. Well, let me tell you something. If I buy a toy or I do anything and my wife doesn't like it, all right, I'm wrong. She's right. So that's my bipartisanship with my wife. That's, that's right. That's right. It's called right. compromise. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. right. That's it. That's my story. You're right. I'm, I'm wrong. To I've, heard that I've, been to- I've, been to- I've heard that. I've been told. I've been told that. Right, I've been told that men just don't put enough thought into the gifts. Right. You are so correct. Yes. <laughs> but even for a toy for tot, I don't understand this. <laughs> we don't. I go in there. This is water. That's all I want to yep. know. I'm done. <laughs> it's a toy for a tot. Pick out a cute toy and and bring it in. No? Yeah, but how? It's very how, difficult to how, do. How old? Well, did, should the toy be four? Should it be a, a child? A, Ten? A child? Five? Does What's it a matter? Child? It doesn't matter. Yes, there's, it does. There's children 
that are in need of a toy at any age. So it's yeah. okay if you bring one for a little yeah, baby. Yeah, but if I bought one for a 15-year-old, she said, what are you bringing that home for? You should have got one for a 5-year-old. I bring one for a 5-year-old. She says, what the devil are you doing that for? You should have brought one for a 10-year-old wow. or an 8-year-old. I'm, I'm, Tough crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm serious, man. You can't win. You can't so you win. just say, what? That's you're right, right. You I'm wrong. Yeah. I think I've heard my father say that quite a few times. Oh, okay. Maybe you're See, right. There you go. I feel like it's more in a, like, you're right, I'm wrong kind of way, like a, not like a, like, you're right, I'm wrong. No, it's No, it's like, like a, that. you're no, right, no, I'm wrong. No, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's my way or the highway, oh. and that's, that's her, uh. Her stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we also have uh, we have the ARM track. So we talked a lot about that a little earlier in the show. Uh, that is the accredited residential manager. Uh, these classes are actually going to be held close by in Rhode Island, which is kind of rare. I feel like sometimes there we usually have to go to Massachusetts for the classes. Yep. But well, when are they being held? This, like what? this one's uh, at the Heritage Village in North Kingstown. Mm -hmm. uh, it's being uh, it's run from January seventeenth through the 23rd and then the ARM exam will be on January 28th. And that's right out by Quonset. Yep. Heritage yes. Village, yeah. Yes. About a mile from the Quonset entrance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then during that there's also the ethics course which is actually where I met Rod was that's the right. ethics course because he was taking his CPM ethics and I was taking my ARM ethics class. Um, so now we're both ethical. Yeah, we are ethical. <laughs> so oh, well, if you I'm, need the I'm ethics course, <laughs> if you need the ethics course only, that will be on January 23rd from 8 to 3 p.m. Yeah, it's a whole day. Whole day. Uh, it's a whole day. But you can go right on our website, irmri.org, and register for that. Who teaches um, that, by the way? I don't know who's teaching that one. Um, I don't think it will no, tell no, me. Uh, no teacher mentioned? Um... um I don't think so. No, somebody not from yet. national or not somebody yet. local. It hasn't said anything yet. Oh, okay, but I'm sure it'll be somebody good. Always and, is. And then Karen actually came out with our 2019 events calendar. So there's a couple of different things that are going on. So keep this kind of in the back of your mind. In January, uh, there's a couple other courses, but we have our membership appreciation meeting. Uh, usually, I think last year was the first time we tried to do like a. a um, an event at the pizza place. So we did it at Coal Fire Pizza, but normally it's a breakfast. Yes. So that's going to be happening in January. Um, we actually ran out of time, Rob. We're out of time. Can you time. believe this? I How can that be? That. Yeah. There's no way. So if you're interested in anything that we went over today, from designations to becoming an industry partner, you can give Karen a call at 401-479-7734. If you've missed any part of the program, you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for IRAM today, or you can listen to the podcast on our website, iramri.org. I guess that'll do it for today. That'll do it. We'll be back next week. We'll be Made back through, next, week, next week, and Jack will be back next week. Yeah, Jack will be back I mean, week. Is there a week that you're not here? The following week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. This episode of IRAM Today is brought to you by ARS Restoration, here when you need expert help with fire, flood, and water damage repair the most. To consult with ARS Restoration specialists, please call 401-722-9595 or visit them online at arsserve.com.